we all know that on Hanukkah we celebrate primarily two th- different things that happened. Number one, Malchus Yovan Harosha had done to Claudius all terrible decrees, decrees mainly in the area of spirituality, let it be Rishchoide, Shabbos, and Milo. But as the Rambam points out, and from different chazals, there was physical pain, tremendous harassing in their children, So Klaisa was in, it was one of the four Goliaths, one of the deep Goliaths that we were under, tormenting and being harassed by the nations of the world, and at this time it was through the culture of the Greeks. And that itself needed a tremendous battle and an etzachin, and against all odds, Matisio Bonov were successful going against the Rabbim Just as an aside, I noticed one day by mentioning in the Alanisim, we actually have eight different expressions of success during the war. And so forth, all leading up that the success of the war is connected to that that the Hanukkah menorah that was celebrated in the Beis Hamikdash was eight days. So let's get to that. Another part of the Yontav of Hanukkah, and that seems to be the main part, and that is what Hanukkah means. Hanukkah is expressed in the Ches Neiris some opinions, Hanukkah is from the word Chinuch, Chinuch of the Mizbeach again. And that is that besides for the diff- great difficulties that the Yevonim had done by harassing Claudius on all these forms that we have said, they had done something else also. They had entered the Beis Amikdash, contaminated it, they had broke it through and through, and when Matisio Ubonov, the Hashminoim, succeeded in their battle, they not only restored Claudius' role from the physical battle that they were in, and being able to now live back with their spirituality that was taken away, celebrating Shabbos, Amilim, Rishchodesh, ladies were able to go back to the mikveh, we were able to put mezuzahs back on our doorposts, and all those things, and there's no more lashkich and tayrasecha, but they were able to enter back the Beis Hamikdash that was destroyed, contaminated, through and through, reconstructed again on the day of Hanukkah. But these two miracles are somehow celebrated as one. In some opinions, it seems like the whole Hanukkah we don't even mention, we don't even talk much about the success of the war. We only discuss about the Neiris. We have a mitzvah hadlokas ha to show us the Nisim. Lashon HaCher, says the Gemara and Shabbos, says after we experience the miracle of the Nais of the Pach Shemen, how it lit more than one day, but for eight days, Kovon Bahaluva Idot to express that. But of course, we do mention in the Alanisim, as we said before, eight expressions of success in the war. And of course, that is a big part of what happened. That is a big part of the story. In some opinions in the Rishonim, in fact, one of the basic ways that I answered the Besiyosis Kasha, why it's eight days and not seven days, because one day was natural to, for the oil to be off the light for one day, and that was that the first day we actually celebrate the success of the war. And the other seven days we celebrate the nace of the Menorah. Either way you slice it, in the Rishonim that learn like that and the Rishonim that don't ignore its celebration on its own of the success of the war, somehow we express everything through the nearest of the Menorah. And there's 
many levels how to say this. And Chas Shomon, I'm going to say now that I want to say a deeper level. I don't mean in any way to say that those other those other great ideas are not sweet and beautiful, but I would just like to try to take it in a deeper sense. One of the basic ways that expressed this idea is the war was necessary. Rabbi was almost, we can't say the word force, but we know Gemiri de Lekolo, Kalaliso will never be totally obliterated, and therefore we were destined to somehow be successful. But the Menlayer was where the Rabbi showed his love, his Chavivis to Klal Yisrael. And therefore we celebrate it um, where the Rabbi Yisrael shows us Avi Yisrael, and that perhaps swings us back to the famous words of the Rambam when he describes the mitzvah of Nechanika. Mitzvah Nechanika Chavivili Ad Ma'od V'tzvaruch Li'zor Ma'od. The whole mitzvah Nechanika is expressed in a Chiba Yisrael, in an extra Kush, as Rabchaim Shmulevitz used to say. It's an Ashika from the Rabbi Yisrael. Chavivi Bona, I want you to come back to the base of Migdash. That was the purpose of the success of the war. But let's say when it comes to Purim, we could still ask. We know that a Purim, it was only about a battle, about the physical war, and we celebrate that on its own, and we could differentiate because Purim, we were more in danger with our bodies, so we celebrate that. Over here, it was more in the spiritual, we celebrate it in a spiritual way, and with their Bashim showed his Chivi Yisayim. That is one way. The deeper way of saying this is how the morals expresses it, of let lest somebody doubt that that success in the war was like our modern-day version of Maccabees, or our modern-day version of Tzahal, chas v'sholem, not to, not to get into any opinion about Tzahal, I just mean to point out of thinking that it was your yodi. It was your power. You were so greatly powered strategically. The 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 brilliance of the Israelis. No 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 no. It was a nace because the Rebbeinu allowed it to happen, and the proof is in the pudding. Because when they went to the base of Migdash, the Rebbeinu showed Chashmenoyu that what happened over here was a nace. Watch the Menorah, it's going to light for more than its natural days to show you that the success of the war is also a nice. And if we analyze it like that, we still stuck with, we want to, we're still stuck, we want to take it a drop deeper. Because if we analyze it this way, we understand we're really kind of celebrating the Nitzachan, the success of the war. Lest we think that the success of the war happened in a natural way through the strategic intelligence of the Jews, the proof is from what happened in the Mesa Migdosh that the Menorah lit. So that is what we call a simon. Where is the sign that the true nais of the war was because of the Rebbeinu Shalom did it, not us ourselves, because look at what happened immediately afterwards. Co- coincidentally, they came into Beis Amikdosh and they were able to light the Menorah miraculously. That's a great proof that what was happening at the war wasn't natural. Rather, it was from the Rebbeinu Shalom. But it's not the Sibu. The Sibu, what we're celebrating, is not the Menorah. And somehow it seems like we are celebrating the Menorah. Although, albeit this would answer the famous question in the Alanisim, where in Alanisim we don't talk about the Nais, we just talk about winning the war and entering the Beis Amigdash and fixing it up. 
And the Gemara in Shabbos discusses the Nays. Because the Gemara in Shabbos is discussing how Chana, why Hanukkah is a Yontif. How did we, we was the sign that was Lamaila Mitarchatev, that was through the Menorah. But once we have to actually celebrate the Yontif and Alanism, what we're giving Halavaidah, thanking and praising the Rebbeinishim, that's on the success of the war. And we mentioned that, that we don't even mention the miraculous part of the Menorah because it was only a Sim and not a Siba. But we would like to, of course, explain how it could be a Siba also, and how it all could connect to one avoided to us. To just first illustrate this idea of combining these two things that happen together, a few years ago I discovered for the first time that they make this they make these things that are called milchige donuts. And I thought this idea of milchige donuts is fully understanding this dilemma that we have mentioned over here, the combination of these two different things that are happening. Because we have one minute of eating latkes or donuts because the nace of Hanukkah was with the oil. We have another minute that the Ramah brings in Tafre Shayin to eat milchiks as remembering that Yehudas killed Eliforni was serving in milchiks. The purpose of eating milchik and donuts is understanding the minig of eating milchiks and the minig of eating oil, something with oil, is combining the two in one and understanding that it's inseparable. The both of those avoiders go together. But now we would like to deeply explain what this is. So to properly understand this, we have to go back to where the story of Hanukkah took place the first time. The Kadmonim tell us, me based Midrashi shall grow, it's sourced in Chazal that in Parshas Vayishtach, that mavak, that struggle that Yaakov Avinu had throughout that night, all by himself, Vayavasa Yaakov Levadi to get back the Pachim Ketanim that were left over. And he fought with Sari Shalaisov. That was where the mavak, the Mochoma of Hanukkah took place. Those Pachim represent the Pachshem and that ended up being the Pachshem and the catalyst for the whole Ner Hanukkah. And the Sari Shalesov is battling him, Yaakov Avinu, on that. And then he gets a Vateke Bekav Yerich Yaakov, the Deirish Shmad, which was the generation of Messiavnim that took place during the period of the Avonim. So that's what it was all taking place. And in the end, he didn't succeed. That's what that Mavak was. I'd like to bring out something unique about the Pachim Ketanim. The fight with Sari Shalesa was over the Pachim Ketanim. It was a fight during the moments of the greatest darkness. It was a fight when Yaakov Avinu was Levadai. It was expressed the end of the fight with Vayizvach Le'ashemesh. Let's try to bring this out. Chazal tell us as follows. Yaakov Avinu, one of the unique names that he had is he was called the Shemesh. Yaakov Avinu has, Yosef HaTzadik has a dream in Parshas Vayeshev, Hashemesh Vayerech, Yaakov Avinu said, Who revealed to you that secret that my name is Shemesh? I found that out by Parshas Vayishlach, Vayizrach Loi Hashemesh, that Vayizrach Loi Hashemesh was referring to Yaakov Avinu. What is this uniqueness that Yaakov Avinu's name is Shemesh? His name is the son. Not only that, but he's Yaakov Avinu who's wondered every time who revealed this secret. Where was his name Shemesh given at the end of this battle with Sari Shalesov? Where do we find a reference again to him being a Shemesh when Yosef and Tzaddik has a dream that eventually Yaakov Avinu and all the children are going to come down to Mitzrayim to greet him and Yaakov Avinu is going to be referred to the Shemesh? And let's ask that even greater. 
we know that Yaakov Avinu represents darkness, not light. Yaakov Avinu is the Av of during Golos. Yaakov Avinu is the one that is Mesachin for Tfilas Arvis, the Tfilah that's done by night. Yaakov Avinu's relationship, the Nevuas that he's always getting from the Rebbeinu Shalom are always at night, Bemaris Alayla. Yaakov Avinu has this dream at night. Yaakov Avinu has sleeping at night. Everything about Yaakov Avinu is at night. This story of Sari Shalaisov, Yaakov Avinu battles Sari Shalaisov at night. Vayivasa Yaakov Levadi. Night is a time that you're alone. Yaakov Avinu is alone in the darkness, the darkness of the darkness with Sari Shalaisov. Vayizach eventually. It almost sounds like a direct contradiction to what Yaakov Avinu is. So now that we have said all the questions, as we have opened up trying to understand the miracle of the Pachshem and how it combines with the miracle of the Netzachan of the Mochama, and we have gone to the story of the Mavak of Yaakov Avinu with Sarah of how that's connected to Hanukkah, and now we're trying to understand in there, we're trying to understand the connection of the Pachim Ketanim, and of course Yaakov Avinu's name being the Shemesh, being opposite to what is real essence seems to be. It seems to be Yaakov Avinu is the father in our darkness, and he is represented in Shemesh, which is light. And it's not light and darkness. Light and darkness is the moon. Shemesh is the opposite of darkness. Shemesh is when it's not dark. So the idea, I think, is like this, as Rabbi said, Azai. We understand that the Yavonim are all about the exterior things. Cheshivas to anything is based on its value in the, exter- in the exterior world, in the materialistic world, in, the, in our eyes of seeing grub, big, large things are big. Yaakov Avinu has all his nechassim, he has brought them over from one side of the river to the other side of the river, and he's left with pachim ketanim. Chazal tell us, and they go back for it. And it seems like a small detail to us that Yaakov Avinu cared about his possessions, and even though it was a pachim ketanim, he could have left it behind. No, he even put himself in great danger from that. But what really is the lesson over here? A tzaddik understands anything that he has in his life is for Avodis Hashem. And it's not only the big things, it's the small things also. There's a pachim ketanim, it looks like a small thing. It could ignite a little bit, it could give us a little light in moments of darkness. The Rebbe gave it to me. I treasure it. I treasure every avoider that I have. I treasure everything that I could be used for avoiders Hashem. I understand there's nothing that I have that's not for avoiders Hashem. It's not only the big things, it's the small, mundane, small little things. He goes back for the Pachem Ketanim. That's where the battle of Yovan's taking place. The battle of Yovan is the big things we understand that you should do. Our diktuka mitzvahs, our kleine diktuka, our mitzvahs of not only the mitzvah itself, mahadrin, mahadrin, mina mahadrin, everything. Everything about the story of Yovan is about we were exempt from the mitzvahs. We know all the different questions about the parshem and and this and this and this and this. I'm not going to tire you with 25 different questions, but. It's the small things, but no, 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 everything, everything we want to get to. And it's much deeper than that. What looks so small, what looked like a, a tiny little jug of Pach Shemen that Yaakov Avinu was going back for, ended up being the source of light, 
in our moments of darkness. It ended up being the miracle of Neis Hanukkah. The miracle of Neis Hanukkah was a revelation that it's never dark, even in darkness. Not because we have the moon, but we have the real sun. We have the Shemesh. We have the Or Haganas, which is the ultimate Or, and it's hidden in darkness. During the greatest moments of Choshech, there's light. That light is hidden, but it's the light of the Shemesh, not the light of the moon. Yaakov Avinu has a secret. Although you think I live in darkness, I am Shemesh. I'm Shemesh in darkness. The Pachin Ketanim get revealed in a tremendous deep way. What looked the smallest thing in the greatest moments of darkness is Vayizrech Loi HaShemesh. That is more or less our story of Hanukkah. When Yosef HaTzadik is dreaming about what's going to be in the greatest moments of darkness, he's going to be in Mitzrayim, and everybody's going to have to come down to Mitzrayim, and then we're going to have to be suffering Golos over there. Yaakov Avinu is a Shemesh. That's where I'm the Shemesh. And now let's fully understand the combination of the two miracles. The greatest depth of what it means that the, the nace of Hanukkah, of the, of the Pach Shemen, is not that we were merited to light the menorah. We know we, we could have been exempt from that mitzvah. Or just that it revealed to us what happened by the war was Shalaikadeva or the Avadari Panishan. Rather revealed to us that in everything and everything that the nations of the world will try to infiltrate us, will try to meet Metameos. There's a Pach Shemen that they can never reach. There's the Pintala Yid that they can't touch. There's the deep essence of where the Yid is that there's no mocking Maga Akum. And it will always be able to express itself. And it will be able to express itself in a tremendous way. When we found the Pach Shemen, what we saw was that we were never doomed. We thought we were Nisiavdim, we were such a low level. We were contaminated in spirituality in such a deep level that we were Nisiavdim. It was Sori Shalesa battling Yaakov Avinu at the deepest moments. That was represented in the in the Mocham of the Yavanim. We never battled such a spiritual battle. We were on such a low. The Pach Shemen revealed to us we were never so low. It revealed to us we were still holy through and through. You could still never reach the real Pach Echo that's Munach that we all have. So that's the Oragonus. That's why Hanukkah we know is the Yomta for the low people. The people that feel they're in the lowest states understand from the miracle of Hanukkah they never really touched you. They never really got to you. It's only reflecting on the outside. On the exterior world, the Yavanim won the war. In the inside world, in the, inter- inter- in the, in the inner world, in the Pnimi Yisraelim, there's Maka Akum that they can't touch. There's Pach Echad, that's Munach that's Madlik Da'ara Gonus, this connection that we have to Rebbeinu the closeness that gets revealed to every Yid, the Pintali Yid, that the Hanukkah Neyers are Mayu Madlik can give us an, our ability to our express our Halvaida and getting the purpose of the Muhammad was all to erase out the spirituality abyss that they were in. And through the miracle of the Neis Hanukkah, they were able to clearly be energized in their closest to the Rebbeinah and understand there is never a point of Kilayidach, Nidach, Afrilinch Hanukkah, may we all merit to feel that light, the light not just in darkness, the light that tells us we're not in darkness, the light that tells us in darkness it's revealed to us a deeper light, a deeper connection that we have thought we have had, 
a connection that in the greatest moments of darkness it can extinguish, a connection that in the greatest moments of Lavadli, of Laila, of everything like that, of Mitzrayim, and so forth, there's a Pachechot that we have, Munach Besrich Samishel Kohen Godel, that could be Meir, as a Freilich in Chanukah.